0: I'm Tim
1: and today we are recapping for you married at first sight season 16 episode 10
0: love is up in the air and we cover day 19 to day 27 I believe of marriage yes
1: A couple housekeeping things. Don't forget that we have our buy me a coffee link in the show notes. If you feel so inclined to make a contribution to the pod, we greatly appreciate it. Um, Also, if you could take like 25 seconds of your day and go and write us a review, it goes a very long way and we're just fighting for that 80th review this week. And whoever is the 80th review will get a shout out
0: in the Ooh, podcast more shout next outs. Week. All right, let's do it. It
1: seems to be highly motivating. I love it. So 80th review, we will talk to you next week. Uh, okay, should we get into it? Let's do it. So this week was like, I guess, like the vulnerability and love week.
0: It was a breath of fresh air for me.
1: What? I was going to say it was pretty
0: boring. Well, it was a breath of fresh air. Because one couple is no longer on the show, right. which is amazing, which yeah. gives more time to every other couple. So we, f- sure. I meant if we get to see people in their daily lives. I liked how mm-hmm. it was like literally a full week mm-hmm. for uh, of activities, yeah. and I felt like I was watching like Planet Earth. And seeing animals in the wild try to go through daily tasks and right it was, was hilarious. Kind of the
1: first week without like any pomp and circumstance. There wasn't like a big event or anything. Like yeah. it was really like just down to the couple's period. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with Arius and Jasmine. Let's. Arius's dream of being ill and tended to by a female is coming true this let's just get to it so he's talking about how jasmine made him a special soup last night then segues into as a sick person being caregived by her he would give her a seven out of ten which you know it's okay because it's the first time
0: it's, excuse it's so me bad. It's like so implying
1: bad. like she has room for improvement and it's okay that she wasn't a 10 at taking care of my ass when I've done literally jack shit for her in the last 21 days. she did okay like there's room for improvement no she just made you a soup from scratch
0: yeah insane. I
1: am done with this man
0: I okay there are people are have different I guess ways of handling sickness mm-hmm. and the way that he's handling it, is the opposite of everything that i would do Mm -hmm. i like he's laying down in the couch in the middle area he like jasmine's just just, like walking around him when i get sick i want to be in the room by myself i hate feeling like a burden to people i don't want or need to be taken care of i mean obviously a little of that feels nice but i just want to be out of
1: yeah you're very like You're hard to take care of because you like don't let really let me you don't really let yourself be babied.
0: Yeah, no, I just want to sit in my bed by myself watching Mission Impossible or Jason Bourne movie and be by myself. Yeah, I would have gone crazy like just because this is their, their relationships already not off to a great start. And just like him laying on the couch, oh. I would have been like, get your ass up <laughs> at a certain time. I would have been it just
1: fuming ugh. every day if I was her. And you have the audacity when she you've been like this for days, and she makes you a soup from scratch. And you are first off grading her, period.
0: What is why does everything need she, to be a grade for him?
1: Everything is a ranking system to him. And then on top of that, you don't even give her an A plus. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? I can't. And then, like, he comes out of his illness. And this to me was a classic. I just feel like you see right through it. Production was looking to give him an activity to do. It makes no sense. Jasmine is a professional dog owner, breeder person. She takes her doodle to get groomed by someone professionally because you have to with those dogs. Yeah. And. This stupid stunt of Eris being like, I've been sick for days, so I wanted to do something to show her that I'm trying to engage with her dog. So he's giving her a bath in the building's bath thing, which, like, that was the only cool... I've just never seen anything like that in an apartment building. But, like, this was so lame. And even when he says his comment, he says something like, you know, I know... I know you normally take her to get groomed, but and her face is like, yeah, why are we doing this? Like, it yeah, it was a quick cutaway. But yeah, dumb,
0: dumb, dumb, not buying it for a second. My favorite. He doesn't even like give the dog a bath. It's like I mean, a half just bath, does,
1: like a squirt.
0: He just squirts <laughs> shampoo on and like half 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 asked with one hand Which, kind of rubbing. He
1: does everything. Everything. The way he speaks, the way he moves, everything is like, I wish you guys could see me right now. I'm just kind of flopping. (laughs) Everything is just like, "Eh,
0: Eh, eh." everything's eh. a shrug. My favorite part of the whole thing is when Jasmine says, oh, yeah, no, I'm still taking him to the groomer later (laughs) this week.
1: (laughs) I know. Okay, so then they have these, like, you know, intimacy questions. Uh, Everybody got delivered to try and push some conversations along, because a lot of these couples really are not doing well at getting deeper. So they're doing this, and I'm just... He is so condescending and rude. It's like a question about love, like, what would it take for you to fall? Anyway, he asks Have you been in love before?
0: It's like the first one. Yeah.
1: And he's like, so how many times have you been in love? Like, five. And... She's like, no, like, just the way he says everything is so freaking rude. And then he retells his tragic tale of the one time ten moons ago, and by moon, I mean years, that it was trending. He says, trending towards love. And the girl broke up with him. And so he said no to love for 10 years. I'm just like, I mean, he basically says it. He says men's egos are such tiny little fragile things, you know? That's why I, like laughing about it. And I'm like, this continues to be your biggest problem? Is that like someone (laughs) downloaded this information into you? That you think that all men have the teeny tiny little fragile breakable ego that you do? They don't. That's just how like you were taught. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's it's a it's such a pathetic story. I'm sorry. It's it's also sad, but you know you're a Grown man. Exactly. It's life. It's I life. mean, like
0: it, it's not you're not like special. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like everyone goes through this, right? It, it's and it, it happened once and again, like and you weren't even in love with you her. You weren't
1: even in love. You were trending towards. I mean, maybe the maybe the truth is that deep down he did love her and that's why it rocked him so hard. And he would never admit that because he's too prideful, but yeah. I mean, and you just see the contrast of who they are as people. They're literally the opposite people. She proceeds to say she's such a hopeless romantic, which I just think it's so fascinating because he's so set on like seeming like a tough guy. And it's like, Jasmine's actually the way more courageous, brave human of the two of you. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, every time my heart's been broken, like I'm such a hopeless romantic. I never use that time, like use that event as a reason to close up forever. I use it as a reason that I got to stay hopeful because that means that the person I'm supposed to be with is ahead of me. So I got to keep going. And like, I just thought it was so funny. So he asks her, if she feels like she's moving towards love or falling in love, which I'm like, you have a lot of nerve to even ask her this. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that I, this guy has spent the last three weeks convinced that this girl like just loves him. Yeah. And is in love with him, is just obsessed with him. And she's like, um, I want to fall in love in this marriage, but no. Like, I need an emotional connection. I need deeper conversation to eat before I can even head in that direction. And I just was like, how do you feel about that, Mr.
0: 12 out of 10. She's obsessed with me. Mr. 12 out of 10.
1: Seriously. (laughs) So I loved that for him. I hope that that knocked him a couple notches down
0: for a half second. Well, before we get into what his idea of meaningful conversation and connection is, I just want to. Uh, th- talking about this makes me because it just doesn't seem like he has a zest for any of this mm-hmm. and i'm like what did the produ- what did the literally what did the um what you uh experts experts or the people makers, matchmakers what what any of these people <laughs> what did he, what was he saying to them literally to get them to think that he, like...
1: Wanted this in really any way? Really wanted
0: or was ready or any of it. Like I'm baffled. I, I really don't know. Because right. he's not bringing anything to this. Nothing. It, it's not... Like, it doesn't really look like he wants to make an effort. His, he
1: scoffs at every ounce of effort unless he's asking her to do something for
0: him. He doesn't like the any of, like, the merch that they get. The hubby and Mr. and Mrs. stuff. Wasn't yeah. he complaining about yeah. that? Yeah, like
1: he's put it, off by any, any like anything adjacent to like leaning in to being married, yeah, and being a couple. He's like he acts like it's all uncool, and he acts averse to it.
0: And it's not even like you—you you can tell the people that get cast on here that it you get one or two a season, maybe, where it's like, oh my gosh you got cast because this is entertainment purpose. Mm -hmm. And he's not even giving us entertainment stuff. You know what I mean? He's not even giving us like drama. It's just like inappropriate, immature content. Yeah. And I don't, I'm really curious how this interview process went and what you were able to, like what answers he gave that would be like we have to cast this That were
1: enough to cover for all of this.
0: Because I haven't seen anything.
1: I know. And he doesn't Really seem like capable of being that great of an actor, but apparently he was for that sing- that day or I'm whatever. Just so he puts on a great like, interview. I the don't The longer know.
0: this goes on, the more questions I have. It
1: makes me want to go back and re-watch the matchmaking session and be like, wait, who did you present as again?
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Maybe we could do that as extra credit one of these weeks.
0: Uh probably not gonna happen.
1: <laughs> probably not, but we can dream about it. So Then, he, this is, okay, and let's also, let's acknowledge, for, in every couple, someone set up something special for the other, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Everyone did something, like, unique in some way that was like, you know, Shaq takes Kirsten to the plant store. Clint takes Gina sailing. Uh. Nicole he goes takes the Chris yeah. to that dreamy bars thing that she's been waiting for a cute guy to take. Mm-hmm. Eris makes them some ocean spray cocktails and takes <laughs> them to the living room, proceeds to instigate a game of Never Have I Ever that he doesn't even know how to play right. He literally isn't playing it right. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a guy's, so he, the way Never Have I Ever is supposed to work is every time you say never have I ever blah blah blah
0: it's something something that you really have never
1: done it's not a device to just investigate the one other person yeah and you don't list off things you have actually done just to find out if they've done it this motherfucker dude I'm like I can't even so he (laughs) we get our game he asks He's never have I ever this. Maybe this is the only sentence that he never have I ever that he yeah. actually meant yeah. that he's never kissed anyone of the same sex. She says she's never kissed a girl before. Wow. You've never even kissed a girl, bro. Try life again.
0: I'm like, dude, Are why you... don't you kiss a guy? Right. Like, shut the hell up, dude. Go? Like, Fuck just yourself. gosh, I can't.
1: The audacity. Like. No, I just can't. What the fuck? Like is this like a 22-year-old guy at a frat? Like it feels I, that way. I cannot. Then we have never have I ever um so it's threesome and obviously Jasmine has not and he says he hasn't, which is shocking, but then it's because he's actually had something more like an orgy. Yes. And it's made clear in his interviews that he has had multiple orgies.
0: Yeah. If you're not going to clarify, I'm going to say several. He's
1: had several (laughs) when the producer asked him, he was like, so then she's never had a one night stand or cheated on a a partner. So quote, your life's been so boring up until this point is Eris's fucking genius perspective. This is the, the stuff you're supposed to get out of your system before marriage. Eris, she is so disgusted, and I am so disgusted.
0: How did you think that this would be an activity that would impress your wife in any way, shape, or form? I'm utterly baffled, utterly baffled. Well,
1: and then he uses every opportunity that she hasn't done one of these things to shame her and characterize her as some like boring, unworldly person. And it's like, go screw yourself. Like, this girl's been in love three times. This person has actually put, like, whatever. I, I'm i not even going to get into the tit-for-tat of it because it's so damn obvious. But, like, it's one thing to be talking about, like, how different you are in your pasts. But to, like, be shaming her about this shit. And this is, like, the only stuff that you've, quote, opened up about. And it's all just, like... It just, I'm getting small dick energy from this all <laughs> around, you know?
0: Absolutely.
1: So I'm trying to remember um, an after party. I mean, I just, you feel so bad for Jasmine. Yeah. You can tell how, that it's hard to watch this stuff back. She just basically says, I, I, I did think that Keisha was leaning a little too hard into uh you know, not judging. It's important to not judge Eris for these past experiences in a relationship. And I'm like, um, we can judge him a little bit, Keisha. Yeah, no. Actually, we can. <laughs> in this scenario, we can. I'm judging him. We would be having a completely different conversation right now if the last 25 days had been the opposite of what they are. Yeah. But all of them, at like, plus this convo, add up to Eris being, it, like, factually spiritually emotionally a hoe okay (laughs)
0: spiritual hoe
1: so i like i'm done with him i don't want to watch him anymore and i'm so irritated about this for on jasmine's behalf and i really really think that we need to do a married at first size spinoff shows for all of the rad people in the last 16 seasons who have been set up with a piece of shit The only thing is it'll be a problem because it'll be 90% women, but they deserve a second chance.
0: Yeah, I concur.
1: And I want to watch it. I want to watch it happen. Okay. Should we move on to Kirsten and Shaq?
0: Yes. Let's do that.
1: We have some friend talk. She's telling her friend that the entire honeymoon was amazing and moving in together was even better. Oh my gosh. I can't stop smiling right now. And like, so that just threw me because I was like, she's speaking like a smitten person, which Kirsten does on and off about Shaq. And it really confuses me. Uh, But she's her big thing in this episode is his work schedule and it's getting in the way of quality time. And she needs quality time to fall in love. And he can't give her as much of that as she wants And I guess she's falling asleep a lot before he's getting home Mm because he's doing like nighttime college event shit. So that's kind of like the context that we get set up for as we go into their like question exercise.
0: Yeah. And he's, his whole thing is like he knows that she needs attention, but Mm -hmm. he also wants to be doing stuff that makes him happy so that he can give her. The right be in the right frame of mind around Yeah, he her, seems you know? to sort
1: of paint it differently where he's like, she wants undivided attention and he feels like, well, I got to like pour into myself with my gym stuff and my friend stuff to be good to you. In that moment, hearing that, I was a little bit like, okay, but Shaquille, you're in an eight-week experiment and you're yeah. in the middle of it. I also think, like, I agree you shouldn't abandon yourself for it, but you should certainly be treating it like the extenuating circumstance that it is. And I think that it's perfectly reasonable. Yes, we need to like temper it with living normal life so that we can see how that is. But also with that, realizing that this is a time limited
0: yeah, moment. You're going to have to give some things up yeah, a I'm little bit. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm like, we don't go. To the gym and then go get dinner with our friends and yeah, then like friends th- can
1: take like a little bit of a backseat right now. Then we're
0: like, They're now really I'm fine. ready for tent to give you attention. Right. Like-,
1: like your friends aren't going anywhere, guy. But but then again, like we'll get to some stuff yeah. where you just you just wonder like what's really happening in the midst mm-hmm, of it. Like mm-hmm. I wanna know, like how many nights is this happening with Shaq? Yeah. Cause if it's happening in the way that Kirsten is implying it, then we might have a little bit of a problem. But then we always come back to like, wow, but Shaquille in the end is still ma- the one making some big sacrifices, making some really intentional gestures. Like, is it really as bad as she says? And is this another excuse because she's whatever? You know what I'm saying? It's hard to tell that. Yeah, with it, them is. it is sometimes. So we find out in the questions, though, like he didn't really grow up watching a romantic love example. So he had to kind of learn that on his own. And, you know, he I think it was a little pointed when he said the biggest thing that stands out to him about his first love or last love, like whatever that is, is like how patient she was with him in his like career goals and what he was doing to pursue that Mm -hmm. and like how amazing and supportive she was of that. It felt pointed at Kirsten because of all of this. We find out her last love was a four year relationship. So it was very hard for her to get over it. And she's really struggled to be open since. And, you know, what will it take for her to fall in love? Being around you, more quality time. And he says he just needs more time. And she's like, right, spending time together. And he's like, no, that's not what I said. Just time (laughs) at large, more time. And I, that's actually brings me to another thing that did stand out to me that I actually didn't even really write down, but you, it's very obvious at the plant place and I'm realizing, oh wow, this was actually kind of happening throughout. There's a lot of like petty little bickering. Like they, it's like there's disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing happening constantly.
0: And it's over such trivial dumb shit. things. It's really semantics dumb semantics and colors of plants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and there's a part of me that sort of senses that Shaquille is a little bit, he's irritated by her right now. Mm. In general, yeah. in their relationship, he's frustrated. And so I kind of feel like he's using a lot of these dumb little moments as opportunities to be like, no, actually, no. No, it's not that, actually. I think this... Actually, no, Kirsten. You know, like, he's like, I'm done, like, trying to, like, tiptoe over you. I'm over it. Yeah. But it's sort of manifesting in this very silly, immature way with both of them Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, She makes a point to say, like, I'm not always going to be this needy, okay? It's just the beginning, and I'm trying to learn you, and I want to be around you all the time. That should be a compliment. And I did feel like he was, like, kind of funny and resistant towards her with this frame of, like, I thought she made a good point and was being a little bit vulnerable there. And I feel like he's got a little bit of a, like, Mm-mm, you're not going to tread on my, like, routine and my self-care. And, like, I'm not, I don't know.
0: Interesting. Like,
1: being a little bit rigid about that.
0: Interesting. I didn't think I read it that way totally. Okay. Okay. But yeah, something to monitor.
1: Um his mentees come over?
0: That was awesome.
1: That, that was, was great.
0: Awesome. That was it was funny. So I as we were writing down as we were t- you know watching and taking notes, Clint on the boat, I'm like, dude, this is a power move. Like showing yeah. off the s- sailing skills and then I was like, you know what? This is a bigger power move. Mm. Like bringing these are the people that you mentor. Like that's Pretty rad. Yeah. That was really cool.
1: Yeah. And he's kind of hoping like she gets a better window into like, okay, when I am gone at night, this is who I'm spending time with. Like this is who I'm pouring into. So it was going well. We find out in this conversation with the guys from the school that Shaq was actually offered an out of state position that was kind of like a dream job to him. A bigger role recently, and that he said no. And he, cause, and that all comes from one of the guys asking him, like, what are some of the biggest ways you guys have had to sacrifice for yeah. each other? And he segues into that, and he's telling the guys this, and he's also telling Kirsten for the first time.
0: I'm dying to know what your thoughts are. I'm on dying this to is. know
1: what your thoughts are. Okay.
0: Here's, here's, I agree with him in that. His whole reasoning for it is, if I would have brought this up, it would have, like, set us back or not been a good situation. Right. So, I I kind of get that. it would
1: have taken over everything and become
0: a new pressure. I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with it. However, I don't think... I'm okay with him not telling her that he turned... Or not bringing up the job thing and him turning it down. What I'm not okay with is her finding this out for the first time in the way that she did.
1: Yes, exactly. I think
0: it's one of those things where it's like a day, you know, later that day or the next day, hey, this happened. You're important to me. Like, I didn't want... I made this decision because I didn't want it to cause any friction in our marriage and we're moving in a positive direction. It doesn't, when it it comes, it just looks bad for everyone mm-hmm. when it comes out in-
1: In front of other in people. In front
0: of other people in the way that it does. Yeah. like, no, 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 no. That should not have been the first time she heard that. Yeah. So that's my takeaway.
1: Yeah, and then she has to like, she's clearly freaking out inside and holding her tongue. And she's like, I hope you don't, Resent me for like holding you back, and it's like in front of the guys, yeah, and him. I'm like, this is so awkward, dude. like, I did feel bad for her in that moment, having to like process that live. yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe could have been done a little better. I still think it was kind of like a hero move on Shaq's part because I do think like he really nipped that in the bud, you're right, and like made it I'm not not the way he announced it. yeah, but just making the choice. That's the kind of one where it's like it if you're Kirsten, you're you're frustrated. You wanted to know that from the beginning. I get that. And if they had been actually together for a long time or like if this was normal life. Yes. But there was something about that. That was a very like selfless and quick decision that he knew he could spare their marriage from right now. And yeah. What a like in this stage. And I mean, I think it. It's a huge, It like, it says a lot about how serious
0: he is. Yeah, definitely. And I mean. It probably scares
1: the shit out of her. It's not
0: (laughs) like, did we really think that if he would have brought this up, that she would have been like, okay, let's go. Let's uproot our lives right now. Right. Or three weeks into a marriage. Yeah. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. So then they go to the plant shop. And like, this is one of Shaquille's big loves.
0: I I have to say that throughout this episode, I mean, I have some issues with Kirsten, but I thought that she did a really good job of, like, all of the things that Shaq did were kind of for him. Yeah. Right? Like, the mentees, it was, was for both of them, but it's kind of like... And the, the plants—it's something that he really likes to do. And then she does the spa thing for him. So yeah. I was like, "Good on you." I mean, she really—this was this it. was like Shaq's week. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, you're um, right.
0: Anyway, she I just was, and she to say was that, a yeah. good
1: sport about it because I mean, like he is waxing poetic about plants and his opinions on them. The metaphors—the metaphors—they metaphors, the, represent abound. the circle of life. He gives them names. He knows their, like, all the plant names. Their feeding
0: schedule. She's
1: definitely, like, <laughs> caught off guard by it. But she's, like, leaning in. And yet, like, in the sense that she's there and she's engaging and she's like, I like that one. I don't like that one. They do like pretty much all of the opposite plants from each other. They keep hating each other's choices. <laughs> I died. I took so many good little videos that I can't wait to put together. But... They, they agree on, like, the plant they're going to get together. He's like, okay, and now you have to choose which one we're going to get. And she's like, I like this one because of the bigger leaves. And he's like, the one he's holding, he's like, and I like this one because they're not the bigger leaves. And there's room for, I'm like, Shaquille. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, Shaq, it to her. just let her pick the plant. Right. Like, she's here. You finally agreed on one. Just why do we have to. <laughs> We can see it grow. We know the growth metaphors. Yes, you've it you've told us. It will continue to grow. You've even told that us about how you feel about these things. Let her pick which specific one she wants.
1: I know. <laughs> so then, yeah, she, she greets him when he comes home from work with this spa day. She's been so, like, it's so cute. It made me laugh when she's like, I hope you love everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> But it was very cute. She like gave him robes and eye masks, and there were foot baths and some fancy laser massage thingy. But and then it was like cute. I thought we were going somewhere cute. I know. I wrote this is mask,
0: adorable. And then we Ugh, we, we devolved. lose ground. So like,
1: and actually, in math's history, has had some successful track record with the eye mask exercise of basically. Asking each other questions without having to look at each other. Yes. And so when she goes, I want you to tell me something I don't know about you. I was like, that is so cute, Kirsten. I love this. And he talks about his insecurities, blah, blah, blah. And she and she handles them great, by the way. He because he admits that he's actually in the past been insecure before about things like he he wasn't a sporty guy, he was more of a bookish dude. His uh, forehead scar, being mm-hmm. bald, which you know it breaks your heart to finally hear that he actually does have a past with insecurities about the baldness, with all of the bald comments that were made um, in the early parts yeah. of the season. But he says that she responds wonderfully. She's like, you are handsome and like your success and your passion, they look so good on you. Like they make you more handsome. Like I was just so impressed about everything. And then he says, what about you? And she's like, I mean, there's so much that I don't that you don't know about me. I mean, I don't know. And he's like, OK, well, tell me. And then she starts with this. "Um, I, I, I mean, I. Like, a lot of people think I'm shy or that I, like, hold things... You know, I tend to hold things back. He's like, no, I know that about you. He's like, something I don't know. And she completely shuts down. Yeah. She completely shuts down. She Then all of a sudden, it's, I don't know. There's not really any... Like, I don't know. There's
0: not much to tell. And it's like, what?
1: And now he's like, what the hell? And when you're watching, you're like, what the hell? And he's like, Kirsten... Your walls are so tall. When I say that, it's right now. It's what you're doing right now. And he's like, I want to know why. Like, where does that come from? Like, I know you had that past relationship, but that was hard. But have you not let that go? Is there more that I don't know? How do I break down the
0: walls? Well, I was- it's, it's not even like... She, uh, it could I, literally be anything. It could be anything. It could be that's like I was born saying. with a sixth toe. Yeah, that, <laughs> like it could be anything. It well, and that's the thing. It's like he's not like prying into relationship history. Right. It's like just say.
1: He's not saying were you abused as a child. Yeah. It's say
0: anything. 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 I,
1: I like literally anything. It could be a story from childhood that's funny. It could be. A weird thing that you like that no one would guess
0: like it could be a career you thought you wanted to do but didn't do like I I mean yeah there's so many directions to go here yeah and and she's just paralyzed
1: yeah and it's like it's twofold because it's maddening to watch because it's sort of you can see how he's getting really frustrated and I think is trying to figure out like are you fucking with me like are you playing mind games with me yeah do you really want to do this and yet, and and I completely understand where he's coming from. And I felt like some compassion for her, especially seeing her in After Party when we get to this scene. Mm-hmm. Because you see, it is really, I think there is some crippling anxiety that she has about revealing her true self. She's overthinking it all and... She is paralyzed, and to the point where on after party, she you can tell she's totally embarrassed when the scene ends. You can see it all over her face, and as she's trying to explain it, she's getting completely shut down and breaking down. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm not like saying that that excuses anything, but. I do think that it was a window into the actual real Kirsten, which is like like the little girl inside Kirsten. Mm-hmm. I, that it isn't just she's fucking with Shaquille and trying to play games with him because she's not attracted to him. I'm becoming less convinced of that earlier theory. I, I think that she really has some serious walls up that she doesn't know how to knock down because she's a very insecure person. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm feeling for both of them with this.
0: Yeah, me too. I hey, but it something's gotta give though, because yeah. Shaq is he's just he's, not gonna He's doing
1: everything he can. I yeah, mean, it I, is a brick wall.
0: It is. And, and it, it's like she And it's gonna just push him away from
1: her own brick wall though. Yeah. Like she doesn't know. She can't compute. She she really doesn't. I think she really is frozen and doesn't know what she's think, feeling in those moments because she gets so clammed up, you know?
0: Yeah, well, try a different method or something, you know, like write a letter or, you know- The blindfold
1: exercise was very unsuccessful for Kirsten, and I was very disappointed in that. I really thought if this would be good for anyone, it would actually be her, and it wasn't. Yeah. She still was too conscious, even with eyes closed. Um, He was very bummed at the end of that though, and she was trying to like, I mean, and you felt bad for her, Because she had set up this wonderful gesture. And she really did put time and effort into it. And it totally failed at the end. So, and then they played a super dramatic song that said, Your silence is the loudest thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I started dying of laughter.
0: Oh, bring back that segment. (laughs) Um, Lyrics of the week.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: No, I just like something's got to change here, it does. you know, it does. and I hope that we're going to get like more expert This would stuff. be a great
1: time for a licensed therapist to step in and do some work with her.
0: Yeah, but we don't have any of those. I'm going to
1: hold my breath.
0: And Dr. Pepper is essentially just a, th- I think she's, she's contracted Harrison for one paragraph of, yeah. of, of words every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh, okay, let's talk about Nicole and Chris.
0: Let's trouble okay. in paradise.
1: <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Why is there so much talking in this couple's massage?
0: This is the second massage this year Literally where we have nightmare. seen talking. And this one was worse than the Jasmine and Eris So one. much
1: worse. First off, the masseuses are thinking that they're producers, which is a problem for me. They... In the beginning, they're the ones asking these fucking personal questions. I'd be like, excuse me, I'm here to relax.
0: Yeah. Can you focus more on my calf and stop asking (laughs) the questions, please?
1: But they're literally like, you know, disrobed, having a convo about their relationship. She hopes she's meeting his needs. He's then saying, you know, we should massage each other more. A touch is very important to us. Then she segues into... Physical touch wasn't something that I ever actually cared about before. And now, I mean, it's just amazing. All of this is happening whilst disrobed being rubbed down by two people. And I can't and even. To
0: the that's people. what I was going to say. I can't even <laughs> track who's talking to yeah, who here. Who
1: are they saying this for?
0: Because it's like, are they talking to the therapist? It seems like they're the the therapist, the masseuse. They're talking to each other through the masseuse. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? It's so awkward. I never want to have a conversation about love languages with a random person rubbing my neck. I know. It's just, I don't get it. Make it make sense.
1: (laughs) She, uh, I mean, a big thing with them is like, So they go to that cute, like, little bar situation. She clearly freaking loves him and is having a hard time not saying it, but really needs him to be the first one to say it, which, you know what? I relate to. Hashtag that was me with us. But I think it's funny that she frames it. Oh, this even started at the massage as well. This is like an ongoing conversation. But she kind of frames it as like, You know, I mean, I'm trying to, like, not rush certain things that I say and, like, give you room to grow. But also, like, I don't want to hold back if maybe you're wondering if you don't know how I feel about you, you know? And I just put, LOL, Nicole, it's okay. He knows
0: how you feel. (laughs) Well, and I got to say, too, everything that I'm seeing more recently from Chris Mm -hmm. does not point to someone who gets walked all over. Right. Which is very weird because that's been this whole narrative that is woven right. in. And I get he had a toxic past relationship. Yeah. But he can be kind of stubborn. Yeah. You know.
1: And he can be a little like overly blunt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, yeah. I'm like, interesting. I'm not getting walked all over. Poor Chris. You know, yeah. like he's still a good guy. Totally. Like I'm a fan of Chris, but I'm like, I'm not seeing where this is coming from yeah. because he's very much like, yeah, no, I'm going to say it when I'm ready. Could be in a couple de- months, you know, one weeks, month, months, who knows, like, and I'm like, okay, um, yeah. that doesn't seem like you're being walked all over. Yeah. Y- your dog is the one is he- that's here. You're not getting walked over there. Right. Not wearing a flamingo shirt. Like, I'm not <laughs> seeing you get walked all over.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you can just tell she's itching for it. And I, I, I will say, like, I'm a little surprised. I feel like it's pretty obvious that they both love each other at this point. But I think that he's being extra cautious because of everything he's been through. And, you know, he's very, he's basically says he's told, he has been pressured into saying that before when he wasn't ready and he didn't mean it. Yeah. So he doesn't want to do that again, which I respect. But you can tell when he gets into that timetable thing and he's like, I don't want to put a timetable on it. That's very important to me. It could be two months, three months. Her face is telling it all, like what she feels about that. But yeah. And then we're having a conversation This is another scene. You know, she's talking about how, like, he makes reference to, like, his body isn't fully where he wants it to be.
0: Yeah, he's talking about how it's important for him to, like, feel good and look good around her. Yeah,
1: and then she's like, you know, I like that, you know, she's like, my body's not exactly where I want it to be. And I like that we can, like, work on that together. But, like, also, I just want to say I'm very attracted to you and, like... I don't want you to feel like you have to do anything for me because like you're enough, you know, Mm -hmm. very sweet. And then Chris says, well, speaking of all that jazz, I think I should probably tell you about something I said in an interview on the honeymoon that I basically, he's trying to get ahead of it. I mean, I do respect that he knows that he said that, he better address it now because she might see it. Ironically, I don't think they ever would have showed us that if he didn't address it. That's what I'm dying to know
0: about. I'm dying to know that aspect of it.
1: Mm -hmm. But you get why for him, he said it on camera. As far as he's concerned, it's probably going to go up. So I get why he was nervous about that. And
0: Okay, you go and then I'll go.
1: I kind of feel like it was necessary, I guess... For him to let her know that he said that. The problem is like that he ever said it at all, obviously. So he tells her, he said in an interview that, which then of course they replay that she's a little thicker than I normally go for, but not in a bad way. And then... (laughs) And then he starts frantically trying to defend it of like, and by thick, like, I mean, like athletic and like, just not, uh, you know, and I mean, I've even, you've even referred to yourself as that. And she's like, which that's very different. Um, (laughs) And it's just really awkward. And you can tell she is very caught off guard, trying really hard to you know, not pounce on him because at least he's being honest. But, like, you can tell this is kind of, like, fucking with her. And in the interview, she talks about, like, I have severe body dysmorphia and I've put a lot of time and effort mentally, emotionally to work through that. And, like, I think that New York was, like, really bad for her in that way. That was probably one of... It feels like she really made that New York to Nashville move for a lot of, like, mental health reasons. And of course this, I'm sorry, this is going to get in anyone's head unless, unless like you are someone who is super comfortable referring to yourself as that and like, and your partner. But that's something that like you have to say. It's just, this is just, as we all know, it is a hard world out there for women and looks and the pressures from the effing patriarchy and it's just really not men's business to be commenting on women's bodies it's very it's just very sensitive yeah so it's like it's such sensitive territory it's so freaking personal and i like everything is of course specific to each relationship and two people and what they're okay with but i very much believe that like the women should be in charge of how that conversation happens and how her body is talked about with the person she loves so i mean i just felt for her
0: yeah i yeah shitty yeah they'll absolutely. get over it it's not life yeah. right
1: or death he didn't call her a fatty mcfatterson but like sorry but you say that with a girl that's already struggled with this kind of stuff that's what she's hearing anyway so yeah. Let's
0: be yeah, honest. it's just unfortunate because I do think we have enough information about Chris at this point, totally, to know his personality his and the heart. type of in his heart. Yes, absolutely. I agree with everything you said. And
1: being thick can be a, the thick can be a compliment, but again, it's how you perceive that word and how you use it and and what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Period.
0: I I mean. I feel for I'm not going to I'm not just saying this to play like guys side of it. Mm-hmm. I do feel for Chris a little bit in that obviously you're responsible for what comes out of your mouth. I do think this was a scene that was filmed at night on the honeymoon. And the producers are trying to get you.
1: They clearly asked to, him
0: to get to say things like that. this. You know, and he kind of fell into the trap. Maybe he'd been drinking. You know? Like you know, I, I'm just like, and so I'm like, ah, like it just sucks. Yeah. You know, because like I know the type of person. I think I know the type of person that he is. Yeah. And it's like you shouldn't have said it then, because you know that it's gonna be, and now, no you to of, yeah. it, now you have to explain it. Now you And it's just not gonna come out well. Right. You know, so.
1: Which all of the women on After Party echoed that sentiment that like, as much as he screwed the pooch with that comment and they understand why that was hurtful for Nicole, they also like know Chris's character and know like, he's not a bad guy. This was, he screwed up and he handled it pretty well. So, I mean, there's really not much more to say on that, but it just sucks that there has to be one more thing in her head Absolutely. in this process Absolutely right now.
0: agree. Yeah.
1: Okay, and finally, Clint and Gina.
0: They were busy this week.
1: They were.
0: A lot of activities. Lots of
1: activities.
0: I lo- okay, so we start off with Clint talking to his mom, yeah. who's a businesswoman. His mom is so chill. Yeah. She's cool. And because obviously, you know, he's concerned about Gina's work-life business. Balance,
1: work-life balance.
0: Yes. And I, I just thought, thought it was that. hilarious because he is clearly trying to get his mom yeah. to say... Yeah, that's really messed up them. how much time she's spending with her business. Right. But she doesn't say that. Yeah. And he, you know, and he echoes. Affirms yeah, affirms everything. everything that Gina's doing, especially when you're starting a business in the first few years. Right. So anyway, yeah. made me chuckle. So
1: I thought it was good for him to get some perspective yeah, absolutely. from Mom on that. And...
0: Can we take a moment and talk about Clint's metaphors for everything and how he's not very good at this.
1: <laughs> Wait, like In this first I mean?
0: conversation, he's talking with mom and he's like, "You know, it's like we're on streams and we just don't know which way the stream oh, is going to so take, take us." Talk. And then he, he's and then later in the conversation he's like, "It's like we're on a runway and the <laughs> runways have to land we got to land this right. plane on the runways." And then later at the the bull riding date, he's like we're kind of like a rash that's growing. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you talking about, sir? Please. What are you talking about? This is too much. (laughs) Like just. That's so true. Uh,
1: Okay. So yeah, we have important talk with mom. That's sort of like, it just seems like it's making these thoughts for him and maybe some more judgments he's had, like percolate a little bit. And um, maybe reframe a little bit of how he views what she does. Mm-hmm. He comes to the salon, you know, meets a few of the women that work there. He seems like impressed by it, and like yeah, very like. Once
0: again, this is stuff that he's just very good at. Yeah, you know.
1: Um, they do their exercises. We do learn in this that like Gina had a really rough childhood. She's definitely holding a lot back here. Mm-hmm. She's yet to get into any detail about her origin story, really, but we know enough to know that it was pretty hard and she definitely has a very hard time making eye contact when she's like being vulnerable. And then we found out from him that he did get an ex-girlfriend pregnant and they were like so he was so excited about it. And then she had a miscarriage and it really wrecked him. And he. References it as like one of the first times he's ever had like physical symptoms of emotional yeah. feelings. And I mean, that was, I just thought it was good for them. They needed to share some real. This is life an stories. example
0: of an emotionally deep conversation, everyone. Right. Take notes. And like, Kirsten,
1: <laughs> take some notes from Gina, who, like, this is clearly hard for her as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, she thinks. The question, what brings you joy, is a loaded question. Oh, my God, I know.
1: I was like, really, Gina? But thank God she answered it and she didn't say work. Yes. I I felt like that was a big test. I was holding my breath. But yeah, I mean, they basically both admit that, like, they're both still nervous about just not making the progress they need to by decision day. But they still, I mean, this is definitely an episode where they they just both, they're really stepping up on purpose because they know they have a lot of, like, catching up to do yeah. with where they sh- think they should be. So then we finally get a real life regatta.
0: We get a regatta.
1: And he takes her on the sailboat. A
0: measly regatta, I will say. There's <laughs> no wind. There's oh, no yeah, wind it was there on a measly
1: regatta. But I, but I personally thought it was like the perfect balance because it was an activity to do together. Something new. I mean, undeniable beauty all around you. So you're, like, learning this thing. It's, like, sexy when someone knows how to do something really well and is, like, able to guide you, and you're learning a new experience. And then there's random lulls where there's no wind, and you can sit and drink a beer and shoot the shit. I felt like this is, like, the perfect date.
0: Yeah. I was cackling when, and very also proud, that Gina brought her gloves from the wedding gift that Clint oh gave to her. Oh
1: my god! I didn't put that. I was
0: just laughing the,
1: at her wearing the gloves. Period. In my I'm head, I'm pretty sure, sure that the wow. gloves
0: that he You're gave right. her. Yeah, so, I totally good forgot job.
1: about that. Good callback.
0: Also, can we? It's just hilarious. thing. I don't know why I'm still bringing McKinley back into this podcast, but I don't either. The contrast of McKinley losing his shit over being on a catamaran. Right. Where Clint is out here master and commander right. of the seas. It's just a funny contrast.
1: I know, totally. <laughs> uh and my only qualm with this date was that there needed to be a damn kiss. I know. Like fucking And just the next do date it. too.
0: And the next date too, I thought. And
1: like you're literally in the most beautiful spot on a boat with the sunset behind you. Just try it. I know. Try it. It's not the that moment- hard. Kind of demands it. See how it feels. And we do find out in After Party that they have not kissed since the honeymoon. So there's no secret kissing going on here. It's exactly as it looks. Which I do feel like... Okay, so do you think... Is, next week's probably going to be month anniversaries, And yeah. then the week after that will probably be sexy time week. Probably. But I think that this couple... like They are killing it at being intentional about... Building an emotional connection and a friendship right now. But now we need to integrate a little bit of sexy into the friendship. Yeah. Because we are a little bit friend zoned right now. And we've I, I just want those things to try and be pushed. I know one thing can help the other sometimes, but yeah. sometimes you gotta like do a test then. Like do a test kiss after the rodeo date. Yeah. Do a test kiss on the boat. See if it feels different this time. I mean, you know? I
0: th- yeah, I think Clint, I mean, I think they're both doing good jobs. They're you trying. know, like I, I've been very impressed with like Clint recently. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, and they're doing fun activities together. The whole professional bull riding date, that looked fun. Yeah, it did. Um, looked like they had a good time. And I'm like, yeah, like hold hands when you're walking. Like, do you know? Yeah. Kiss. The only
1: time, yeah, they, ha- they had to hold hands for the exercises.
0: And like, you know what? Also, you can be more, you can have a more layered personality than just your past hookups. We know that Clint also slept with someone two weeks before the wedding. Right. We know with the stuff that he said at the bachelor party and how, you know, his mm-hmm. flings and whatnot. But it doesn't have to be all about that.
1: Right. I mean, he's like,
0: compared he's to a huge
1: contrast with Aeris.
0: Yeah. That's what, you know, like, there's yeah. more there than just that.
1: Yeah. Thank God for Oliver's sake and Gina's sake. Seriously. Okay. All
0: right. Power rankings time? Yeah. All right. I don't think there's going to be much movement this week. Okay. My contenders are Kirsten and Shaq. And Nicole and Chris. Okay. I still think that Gina and Clint are in the pretender zone. I'm gonna keep them there. I need to see a little bit more. You Mm -hmm. have an opportunity next week to move up. Mm -hmm. And then zero chance in hell. Jasmine and (laughs) Eris. And I wish there was another category where I could just put Eris, right? Because it just doesn't feel fair to Jasmine. But this is where we are. Them
1: as a unit. It's not good. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient with this week's episode coming out a teeny bit later. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend and look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Bye.